Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome to our new show. Jason, what are we going to call this? So this is going to be called Cask Aged Wrestling. Cask Aged Wrestling. Yeah. So the idea here, we had this several months ago. We're going to start doing some reviews of older uh, wrestling pay-per-views, maybe older Raws, older SmackDowns, things of that nature. Stuff that had a impact on the wrestling industry. Like, you're not going to see us do some random in your house from 1996. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Maybe. We'll see. But, you know, I would I wouldn't I would expect to see stuff like what we're doing tonight, WrestleMania one. We might do the Bash at the Beach. Was it was Bash at the Beach where Hogan turned, mm-hmm. you know, in an upcoming episode. Starcade ninety six. Starcade ninety six. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I would assume that we're probably gonna hit most of the WrestleMania's Probably. Most of there the There are a star- couple that we'll probably skip. Yeah. Oh, well, um, of course. You know, we'll probably hit most of the Starcades since yeah. they were WCW's WrestleMania, kind of, you know. But, yeah, we're going to hit up a bunch of different ones. We'll probably hit up ECW One Night Stand at some yeah. point. I'm also thinking, you know, we might hit some, some iconic Raw episodes. Maybe, like, since we talked about him on a, a recent episode, uh, maybe we discussed the Pipe Bomb episode of Raw. Yeah. You know, maybe we discussed the live sex show episode of Raw. There's, we're, we're going to go back and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Yep. We're going to get some guests on here mm-hmm. to, to talk about, you know, those who've seen it live, those who've seen it since. Yep. Or, you know, have, have some guests come on that talk about their favorite pay-per-view, which Absolutely. is the one that you've seen and was your favorite. Yeah. Um, so we both have now watched WrestleMania 1. Uh, we went back, we watched it, so we're fresh, we're not coming at it from, oh, I remember when I watched that 40 years ago. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> it, is, it is getting close. It was on March 31st, 1985 is when WrestleMania 1 came to you live from Madison Square Garden and across closed circuit television pay-per-view to a, over 1 million viewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 19,121 were in attendance. Now is that show. is that WWE numbers or is that the release numbers from That's the release numbers. Okay. Uh you know, I think on the show Jesse the Body Ventura makes a comment about there being 100,000 people in <laughs> Madison Square Garden and uh no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so speaking of Jesse Ventura, our commentary team for the show is Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse the Body Ventura. Also, you had, uh, I think, let's see, Finkel was on there. Finkel, well, Finkel was your ring announcer. Ring announcer. Uh, mean Gene. Yep. <laughs> mean Gene was your, one of your interviewers. Your backstage interviewer. Your backstage interviewer. And Lord Alfred Hayes was on there as well. Lord Alfred Hayes was your ringside interviewer. Yep. But mostly he just threw it to Mean Gene. Mostly he just said, <laughs> thanks for sending this over. Now to Mean Gene with the yeah. competitors. Which, you know, now to a pre-tape. From Mean Gene. Right. And it was so weird, like, just watching this show and thinking this is where, you know, where wrestling is today versus where it was then. Like, Mean Gene is standing in front of a locker. Yeah. 
and the the face comes on and cuts a promo. And as soon as the face walks off stage right, the heel walks on stage left. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Go back if you if you remember watching the Southpaw skits that WWE did a few years back. Yep. Very much felt like that. Very uh, much. <laughs> uh, we start off the show. Mean Gene Okerlin is in the ring to sing your national anthem. Yes. yes. <laughs> Those words did come out of my mouth. You heard them right. Your national anthem for WrestleMania 1 was performed by none other than Mean Gene Ogreland. Yep. Uh, so we start off. Our first match of the show is Tito Santana versus The Executioner. Uh, the executioner was Buddy Rose. I don't think he really ever had a... He, he, Buddy Rose doesn't have a storied career. No. But it is a name that I know from somewhere. <laughs> it's just weird seeing... Like, the first two matches on WrestleMania were squash matches. Yeah. They were they were the kind of match you would see on Saturday morning main event that you would see on... Uh, our Saturday morning superstars are uh, what was it Friday night main event? Yeah, some. Um, these were the matches you would see on on your regular television show. Now I didn't take down the um, the length of the show, but it was not. We've come to think it was of only like an hour and a half. Yeah, we've come to think of WrestleMania as this big event. It's I mean it's it's two nights now, mm-hmm. and when I went to WrestleMania in New Orleans a few years ago. It was a marathon. It was like the whole for, day. You know, like it, it started, at, I think, at like 6. And I didn't get out of New Orleans till 11.30, almost midnight. And had to be at work the next day. Fun times. Um, <laughs> right. And what stuck out to me about this first match was the feud that was going on was Tito versus Greg Valentine, who was the Intercontinental Champion at the time. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, that would be the match. Yeah. Here, this was an enhancement match. Tito fought Executioner and beat him with the figure four leg lock, which was Valentine's uh, submission move. Yeah. Um, Now, if you're going to go back and watch this, prepare yourself because most of the wrestlers don't have music. Yeah. They're mostly just in the ring. they're, They're mostly just, like, you'll watch some of the Lord Alfred Hayes stuff and you'll see the wrestlers just walk by him yep. out to the ring. Like, there's no celebration. Like, there's no entrance. They're just walking out to the ring. For your ring. main event, Piper came out with the Drum and Five Corps, well, uh, and Hogan comes out to a real American, obviously. But for the most part, yeah, almost all of these matches, there was yeah. very little music. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, Tito Santana gets the win here. We then go into a our next match. And we're, we're talking, these are quick transfers between mm-hmm. matches. There's no real there's no video plays. There's no packages. It is the next thing. And we have King Kong Bundy defeating special delivery Jones in a, what they called a nine second match. Yeah. It was closer to 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, kayfabe nine seconds. We have uh, Ricky steamboat defeating Matt Bourne. Mm-hmm. And and kind of going Steamboat, through Steamboat came out with music, I believe. I don't remember if Steamboat did or not. The first time I recognized somebody coming out with music uh, was Junkyard Dog. 
Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, that was the first time I, I caught that music was played. So we have, you know, like I said, Ricky Steamboat defeating Matt Bourne. Man, go back and watch old Ricky Steamboat matches. Mm-hmm. Dude was amazing and was ahead of his time. Yep. Um, Next match was uh, David San Martino coming out with Bruno, his dad, mm-hmm. versus Brutus Beefcake accompanied by Johnny Valiant. Uh, this was in the days before Beefcake became like Hulk Hogan's best friend and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you end up. This was a no contest. It was a no contest because Valiant got involved on the outside and then Bruno attacked Valiant and they threw the match out. Yeah. Um, we have the Intercontinental Championship of uh, Junkyard Dog defeating Greg the Hammer Valentine by Countout. Uh, of course, Valentine was your champion and he yeah. retains because yeah. the Countout rules. Yeah. And yeah, this is the first note that I made where somebody had entrance. Junkyard Dog came out to music. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one. This this falls into something we talked about, you know, a bit ago on, on our main show. Valentine actually wins this match. Mm-hmm. He pins JYD. No, uh, no, he no, he did. Oh, he yeah. had his legs on the rope. He, he did. Yeah, and the referee called for the bell. The whole thing. And Tito Santana comes running down because again, remember they're in a feud. Tito, Tito, a wrestler now, not mm-hmm. even another official, a wrestler, tells the ref. Hey, he was cheating. His feet were on the ropes. Yeah. The ref restarts the match, and Valentine refuses to get back in the ring. Yeah. Which ends up with a 10 count, ends up with JYD winning. But yeah. And and the pin the pin was off of some shenanigans uh, as well. I think there was a a Jimmy Hart was involved. Yeah. Uh, Next up, we have the Iron Sheik and Nikola Volkov Mm -hmm. defeating. Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham for the tag yep. titles. And if you're wondering, those names sound kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike Rotundo would later get a character named IRS. Yep. And then he would go on to have children with Barry Windham's sister. Yep. And those people you might recognize as Windham Rotundo uh, or Bray Wyatt. Yep. And Bo, I don't remember Bo Dallas's real name. Yeah, I don't remember it either. But yeah, Bo Dallas is Bray Wyatt's brother, and the, also the child of Mike Rotundo and Wyndham. Uh, yeah, Barry Wyndham's sister. And of course, they came down with Lou Albano because this was right in the center of the rock and wrestling, exp- the rock and wrestling connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on in the night. Cindy Lauper, yeah, comes out with Wendy Richter. Uh, you know, this was when Lauper was putting out her videos, and Lou and there were wrestlers all over, yeah, her videos, uh, specifically, specifically Lou Albano. <laughs> yeah. But there were other ones that were that that made uh, cameos in those videos. Yeah. So, uh, uh, now of course, Iron Sheik and uh, Nikolo Nikolai Volkov get the win. Yep. They because they're the, the heels, um, and that's that's fine. We have Andre versus Big John Stud in a uh, was a power slam match, fifteen thousand dollar body slam, body match. slam, body yeah. slam match, where 
Big John Stud, who is smaller than yeah. <laughs> than build, Andre. The build on this one was that Big John Stud, he's he's managed by Bobby Heenan. He's the mm-hmm. heel here. Uh he's the giant of WWF. Yeah. He's not gonna have some pip squeak, is what he called Andre at one point in their feud. Uh come in and claim to be the giant. Uh if and- Andre did not slam stud during the match. Andre had to retire. Yeah. If he did slam him, he got $15,000. Now, if that's the stipulation and I'm big John stud winning didn't matter Mm -hmm. in this match. Nope. I get in the ring. I go to square up. I wait for the bell to ring. I roll out of the ring and walk to the back. Yep. I take a 10 count count out. I lose, but Andre but, didn't slam me. Yep. So he has to retire. Yeah. But this was back in the day. That wasn't how that worked. We had a match here. Andre ends up slamming stud. As soon as he slams him, bell rings. Andre wins. The referee hands Andre, or no, uh, Jimmy, or uh, uh, Heenan is trying to get away with the bag of money. <laughs> I think the referee snatched it out of his hand and handed it to Andre. Andre then starts taking fistfuls of quote unquote money and throwing it into the crowd. And Heenan comes running by, grabs it and runs off with it. Yeah. Uh, great little segment there. Of course, Andre gets the, the slam Yep. and we continue. Here is where we have Wendy Richter with Cindy Lauper defeating Leilani Kai. With, with moolah. fabulous moolah, and we've talked some about the the stuff with moolah mm-hmm. in the past. This uh, this was several months before moolah takes the title off of Wendy Richter, yep. uh, disguised as someone else. Yeah, and Wendy Richter kind of fades into obscurity following that because she refused to kowtow to moolah's yep. uh, gang. Essentially, like I don't really, you know, this was that era when Mula was basically running a brothel, yeah, with the women's wrestlers, and you know, if if you wanted the belt, if you wanted television and pay per view <laughs> time, that kind of stuff, you did things, yeah, and and you you did whatever Mula told you to do, right? May Young was probably the only one who couldn't. Who, who Moolah had no control over. And Pretty that was much. because they came up together, essentially. Yep. You know. Um, and now we get into our main events. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Hulk Hogan and Mr. T with Jimmy Snuka defeating Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper with Cowboy Bob Orton. That name sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Cowboy Bob is Randy Orton's father. Yep. Um, of course, actually kind of learned something new. I, I remember I saw an article a while back. Apparently, Bob Orton's arm, because he always had that cast on. Mm-hmm. It never healed while he was in WWF. Wow. So the cast actually was not just a gimmick. It, it was that because he kept going, his arm never, never healed correctly heal. until he left to WWF and 
was wow. able to to rehab it. Uh, of course, this match was the star-studded affair, right? You have Mr. T, the the TV star, uh, the uh, special guest referee on the outside of the ring was Muhammad Ali. Uh, New York Yankees manager Billy Martin was the ring announcer. Liberace was the guest timekeeper. Like, they went out. Uh, and Pat Patterson was your your referee in yeah. the ring. Yep. So, and it, at this time, I don't think he was a referee most of the time. I think that this was, another, was. This was another special kind of, we need somebody who can control these fools. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, Mr. T, get it? Ah, fools. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and and this was every bit the spectacle you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I think Mr. T carries himself well in the ring. I think so. You know, he's he is not a professional wrestler, and that is obvious. You know, when you're in the ring with Hulk Hogan, when you're in the ring with Roddy Piper, these guys aren't necessarily known for their technical wrestling, but they were the top of the, the heap at the time. You know? Uh, but yeah, of course your faces get the win here and it ends. Yeah, that was it. it WrestleMania is over. <laughs> there was a little backstage celebration segment, mm-hmm. but it ended. And, uh, you know, talking about the pacing, we touched on the pacing earlier. It never really stopped. Yeah. I mean, this was like, Think about your modern WrestleManias, or, or really think about your modern pay-per-view, right? You have a match. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let, let's step back. You have the pre-show yep. that has, like, a match on it, and then it's 45 minutes of these are all the, the, the clips from Raw and from SmackDown that have built these feuds that we're going to see fight tonight. We're going to bring in a couple of legends and right. a couple people who comment on professional wrestling. And they're going to give their predictions, yep. and it's all canned, and it's all smiles, and it's all, yay, yeah, right. this pay-per-view. Here comes Mania. Then you kick off with a match. As mm-hmm. soon as that match is over, you go to a video segment. Not usually quite as long as what was on the pre-show, except in some I would, cases I would where argue, it's longer. I would argue it is the exact same video um, pr- segment that you see on the pre-show. Where they... In some cases, you're absolutely right. Where they they tell you uh, what led up to the match that's about to happen. Then we have a match. Yep. Then we have some commercials. Yep. Then we have another video segment, probably a video segment for the main event. Yep. And then we have a video segment for the next match. Yep. Then we have the match. Yep. And, and, and it goes like that, right? So it turns this, what probably could have been a two-hour show... Into four hours yep. because of all of the video, all of the backstage stuff. They announce where the next, you know, the pay-per-view six months down the road is going to be. Oh, excuse me. Going to be. So they have all this stuff that this filler. Yeah. Mania one had no filler. Mania one was it's being Gene. He gives like a 30 second interview with the face. He gives a 30 second interview with the heel. They are in the ring when it cuts back. Ding, ding. Match happens. Mm-hmm. 
Commentator says something. They throw it to Lord Alfred Hayes, who throws it to Mean Gene immediately. Mean Gene has a 30-second interview with the face, a 30-second interview with the hill. They come back to the ring. They're already there. Ding, ding. You, you might see, because I, I remember a couple times seeing when they throw it to Lord Alfred Hayes after Mean Gene's stuff, you'll see the wrestlers, like, walking out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, this it was just, boom, 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 boom. And you know what? I think that... In this modern era of wrestling, one of the things that really stood out to me as I'm watching this, there was not any room beside the ring. Uh-uh. You had your timekeeper. You had a photographers galore down there. There was not this big empty space for them to keep going. There was barely a walking path. Yeah. I really liked that. It felt, it, it's weird because it felt super intimate mm-hmm. as far as the way the show looked. Like it had that classic wrestling look. Yeah. Obviously, because it's classic wrestling, right? Right. But if you haven't, I would tell anybody, go watch at least one episode of NWA Power on YouTube. You don't have to watch it for the wrestlers. You don't have to watch it for any kind of, you know, anything. But look at how it's filmed. Yeah. It is filmed, and, and WrestleMania 1 was filmed kind of the same way. It is almost 100% on the hard camera. Mm-hmm. There are very few cuts. The match goes. Now, the, the commentators are talking about the match in the ring. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about the main event. They're not talking about, you know, what they had for dinner because the match in the ring was kind of boring. They're commenting on what's happening. Yeah. It is a very stark contrast between this kind of stuff and what we get nowadays. Now, before we keep talking about WrestleMania 1, you guys are probably asking yourself, but Jason, Michael, what are you drinking? This is the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, right? Mm -hmm. What whiskey are you drinking? Well, it's the 80s, right? So we're drinking Jack. It's because that's all that existed in the 80s. You, you had Jack I and think. Jim. You had Jack and Jim. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're just drinking some. I feel like we should have brought, like, some old Milwaukee or something like that. You know, Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. Um, we could do some beers on the podcast. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we're drinking Jack. Everybody knows Jack's. It was probably your first whiskey. It, maybe it was a toss-up between Jack, Crown, and Jim. Whichever one your parents drank, that's right. what you that's had. That's what you had. Uh, but yeah, so just your regular Jack is good. It's got that spice to it. That you I know, that, call that it Jack's. Good. I would call it serviceable. It's Jack. It's Jack. It's Jack. Yeah. So there you go. Back into WrestleMania. The main event was probably the longest one, the longest match. Oh, yeah, for sure. And even it was like 10 minutes. It wasn't. Like, none of the matches on this card were very long. Yeah. It felt was, very action-packed. A lot of times when I'm watching wrestling, I feel like I can do the dishes. Yeah. I feel like I can, oh, I can get up, I can go grab a bite to eat. And couldn't with this. No, with this, it like, is, I'm sitting here watching it. And, and, and. I'm keyed into it because the second I started to maybe get a little, okay, this is getting a little boring. Nope. There's the ending. We move to the next. 
Like, and it's almost whiplash. When I first started this, uh, I was sitting here. I was building some models for Warhammer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a long time since I watched WrestleMania 1. You know, and I'm sitting here, I'm building them, and, you know, I hear them announce the the first show coming out, the, the first match. And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I got a couple minutes here to finish up this model or so. And I hear their bell ring, and I'm like, okay, that was quick, you know. And then I'm I'm finishing up like the next model, and then I hear the bell ring again. I'm like, I missed that whole match. It's only been like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I had to skip back and then put everything down so I could watch it and see what was going on. Um, it, it like just, you got you got sunk in. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to. Uh, hearing in the past, hearing stories about Mania One, you know, this was a this was really a make or break type thing. Something like this really kind of hadn't been done before. Uh, you know, you you had... This was really... You had Starcade. W, WCW, or NWA rather, had done Starcade, which was similar, but it wasn't in the pay-per-view family. Yeah. Like, there were a couple, if I remember correct, so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but when Starcade happened, there were like several bars around the area that were showing it. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a pay-per-view style thing. Mania was that first pay-per-view. And when I say that, I don't even mean, it wasn't like, you know, if I had pay, if I could, I could watch it at my house in Mississippi. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You had it, to go to a theater that had to go to a theater. Uh, there were several event places that were doing it. And you could go in there, you paid to go in and watch it because it was done on closed circuit television. Yep. Um, yeah. It just very different from what we what we get today. Mm-hmm. Um, the first high end really of celebrities into professional wrestling. Yep. Maybe before this, you, you had uh, Jerry Lawler and um, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. But that was really kind of it. I mean, the the Rock and Wrestling Connection stuff had been going for about a year at this point, mm-hmm. I think, roughly. Not quite a year. This was arguably like that, the official, official launch of it. Right, yeah. like Cindy Lauper had been involved a few times. Uh, there were a couple things on MTV at the time that mm-hmm. that had tied in with it, but overall, yeah, this is and and, and you know we sit here and we kind of laugh about it a little bit now, but this was Mr. T in the eighties. Yeah. Mr. T in the eighties was a huge star. Oh yeah, right. Muhammad Ali was still a thing. He wasn't fighting anymore. And he, yeah, he wasn't. But he was still a, and you know, up and really up until the day he died. But at this point, he was still a very, very well-known name in yeah. sports. Um, of course, you're in New York, so you have the manager of the New York Yankees there. Yep. And then you have Liberace, who in the 80s was a very... Still popular yeah, act. He was he was still big. You have all of that going in. And I can see why you know, I could see that this was Vince dumping everything he had mm-hmm. into well, I was reading in one of the books that was talking about, you know, Titan Sports and all. Um 
they put so much money into WrestleMania one that if it would not have gone off, WWE would have folded. Mm-hmm. Like they literally sunk every dime they had into this show. If it did not work within that was the end a of it. very short period of time, WWE would have been gone. Yeah. I think it's worth the watch. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we didn't have any big plan when we came in here. We just wanted to watch it, yeah. talk about it, and review it. But I'm going oh. I'm to I'm toss it to you. Should people watch it? So, yes and no. Okay. Right? You should watch it. If you are a wrestling fan, this is where wrestling came from. Mm-hmm. The pageantry of mania of all out of you know the the g1 of any wrestling that's out there that is considered a big event Mm -hmm. this is where it started that said do not watch this if you think it is going to be quality yeah mania one for all intents and purposes at least in a modern viewpoint not a good show. The main event was pretty decent. The women's match was decent, if very short. Mm-hmm. The tag match was decent. The rest of the show was today. It would be on elevation. Yeah. It would be on heat, you know? Yeah. These matches weren't even like raw SmackDown quality. They weren't Rampage Dynamite quality. These matches were bad. Yeah. But it is where it is where the history comes from, as it were. And and even with them being bad, it was fun. Plus you get to play the game of how many of these people are still alive. <laughs> do not <laughs> do not turn this into a drinking game yeah. where you drink if they are dead. You'll you'll probably you get, join you'll them. Get sick. You will join them. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was fun. I legitimately enjoyed watching the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you're a wrestling fan, go back and watch it. There, if you're a wrestling fan, there's a good chance you've seen it. Mm-hmm. That said, it's probably been a while. Let's go back and watch it. it it's yeah. only an hour and a half. It's less than most movies. Yeah, you know. Um, Heck, we've had podcasts that last longer than <laughs> than WrestleMania one lasted. That that we have. Uh, so, yeah, I would say it is definitely worth the watch. Just realize you're watching a you're watching a prototype in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. So that is, let, let me. I, I this was the, needs, this was the alpha test. Yeah, that needs more. That needs more point, right? This is. Almost 40 years ago. In fact, it is 2023 right now. This was in 85. In two years, this will be 40 years old. Yep. Keep that in mind when you watch this show. Yes. If you, if the last time you watched this was in the late eighties, early nineties, when you were a kid, and you were like, oh, my God, WrestleMania was great. Be prepared to be a little heartbroken. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
what else is there anything else that we want to talk about on the show anything uh, why did mean gene sing the national anthem well supposedly they did have somebody hired to come in that didn't make it that didn't show didn't yeah. make it didn't show neither Vince McMahon nor Mean Gene has ever said who it was. Who it was. And of course, you know, Mean Gene has now passed away. Yep. So he's never going to reveal that. See, my question would have been you had Liberace there. Why couldn't you have just gone to him and be like, hey, can you do the national anthem? So, and here's my response to that. As we just stated, everything was already on the line. Yeah. And it it's one thing. It might would have cost a little more. It's going to cost you. If you're going to, you want Liberace to sing in 1985, yeah. you want Liberace to sing. True. He's going to cost you a little You're going to have to pay. Yeah. Fair and enough. Vince, did, I guarantee you, Vince didn't have the money to pay him. You're probably right. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that would be the reason. That would make sense. And, and so they, they said, well, what can we do? Just we'll get Mean, mean Gene. And, you know, this is not your, your performance of. The national anthem. This is Mean Gene up there. Okay, we've got to do this, so we're yeah. going to do it. Everybody, right? And you know, trying to get them all involved. I, I actually found it refreshing. It was it was funny, right? <laughs> I'm um, sitting there in shock this whole time. Of Mean Gene is actually on my television singing the national singing anthem. the national anthem. <laughs> yep, uh, it was noisy. Mm-hmm. It was gritty. It was why we fell in love with wrestling. It it reminded me of renting this from the video store yeah. on VHS. Like yeah. in the in the very early nineties, you know, that was that was something we did when mm-hmm. we were you know, when we were kids. You went to the video store on the weekends and I remember renting Mania One and Mania Two, Mania Three, uh the first Royal Rumble. You know, I remember renting all of those on Coliseum Home Video uh, and taking them home and watching them. Yep. So, and at the time, they were still at least sort of relevant because, you know, we're talking like the early, early 90s and late 80s, and I'm watching, you know, something from like the mid-80s. So, yeah. But it gave me that nostalgia hit. I really did enjoy it. Not even being funny or it, it was fun. It was, this is why I started enjoying These, wrestling in the first so place. I would tell you if you're going to watch it, get some friends together, get your bottle of something, get or a, 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 or a suitcase of beer, you know, put it up on TV, kick back, watch this with your buds and marvel at what wrestling used to be. Absolutely. So, before we wrap this up, let's give our audience a, a chance to join us in the fun for the next one. Yeah. What do we want to do next? It's a good question. Um, anybody that hears this, go on our Facebook page, Whiskey and Wrestling. Mm-hmm. We're going to put up a poll. As, once this goes up, we'll, uh, we'll try to make sure that we put up a post asking what would you like to see? And now I'm going to give you one rule, Mm -hmm. right? It has to be something that has relevance. I'm 
talking to a couple of friends of mine <laughs> that would put like greed on here because we, we drive another friend crazy with that pay-per-view that has no relevance. Okay. So put up one that is a relevant show. And if you don't, then we'll just pick something out of our hat and go that way anyway. And we'll, we'll get that. We'll get that poll up there. But what, what, where do you, let's, let's give some ideas. Which one, which one do you want to do next? So some of the ones that went through my head that I think would be cool would be uh, Rumble 88, which was the first Rumble. Okay. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, was it, I think, uh, Bash at the Beach 96? Wasn't that it? Was it 90, 96 or not? Yeah, maybe 95. 95. Whichever one, yeah. whichever one where Hogan showed up. Where, where Hogan turned. Where Hogan turned. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a very important one to do. Mm-hmm. And that is, because I've watched that one way more recently than I've watched WrestleMania 1, and it is a stark difference. Yes. You can definitely see the, the seeds of what we have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, WrestleMania 3. Mania 3, which was arguably one of the biggest manias ever. Kind of now. I kind of want to do WrestleMania 2 to talk about the cluster of what they did having two locations that they were doing WrestleMania yeah, at. Was it two or three? It was at least two. I can't remember. Because I thought that one was done in like L.A. Or was it the Silver Dome? Like it was at several. I thought it was at three locations. Maybe it was two. I know it was at multiple locations. It was in multiple locations. Um, You know, I think those would be, any of those would be good ones. Uh, to cover. So yeah, we'll we'll put that out there for you guys. And we'll let you know which one we're going to do so that you guys can watch it and and join us. Uh, yeah. As a show note, this isn't necessarily going to be a regular occurrence. Yeah, we're not going to do this like every other week or every other month. You know, these are just going to be ones as we have time or you know, as we know things might be coming up where mm-hmm. We won't be able to do regularly regular shows. We'll try to get one or two of these in the can. So we might even just throw one of these out on a random Wednesday for fun. Yeah, you know who knows what what'll happen. It's all yeah. up in the air. It is. It's it's the whiskey and wrestling podcast. Yep. So I guess with that said, we need to say thank you to McNarb Gaming. Are we going to go through all the plugs? I think we need to go through all the plugs. Okay, fair enough. I, we we need to. We we especially have to say thank you to. McNarb Gaming here. At least Cameron, the owner. Cameron, yes. The sole owner. The, the owner. only guy who the, owns the, the only person who owns has any stake in, in the, the company as a whole. Uh, thank you for allowing us to use this space. Yep. So uh, so yeah, I, I say we call that one. If yep. you if you want the rest of the plugs, listen to our normal show. Yeah. You know, big dog liquor, uh, travelers, travelers on the on the bus, you know, silence your cell phones, fearology. Cell phones. Yeah. yeah. They know who they are. They know who they are. And Guys, we will uh we will we'll see you soon see you on another time. one of these. Yep. Cheers. Cheers.